Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Mike and Kenzie, and we are finally back from Austin, Texas, recording this live in the beautiful Truckee, California. It's been a long time coming. We have a few reviews for you, and I don't know if I still have the meat sweats or it's the humidity, but let's get into it. Buckle up, bitches. from Austin, Texas. Took us three years. It finally happened. What'd you think? Oh my gosh, what a city. Like, seriously. It's a great place to visit for anybody in our age group. I will be honest, though, that place is way too fucking humid for me. We've been up in the mountains for, like, the last three years. We've been in a dry, high desert for the last seven-ish. And my lord, my back was wet the moment we stepped off the plane. I was already bitching. I know. Well... People had told us, too, they warned us. They said, you guys are going to feel the heat. It's going to be humid. It's going to be hot. And I thought that they were, like, I was like, I know, I know. But I thought it was more of a deterrent for us Mm -hmm. of, like, don't live there. Don't. Don't go where it's cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, No, but it was just super humid, and I'm not used to that. So going out there and visiting was like, okay, everything is wet almost immediately. Mm -hmm. I've been to Florida a few times. I've been to West Virginia and D.C. It's a very similar humidity, but it was just, it wasn't as thick because it was nice. We visited in May, right? If we went in July, it would have been like the air was so thick that we could cut it. There's like this episode of Scooby-Doo where they cut through the fog and they eat it. Mm-hmm. And that sticks out so much to me because that's how humid it was when I went to like D.C. and West Virginia. Right. I imagine Texas in July has got to be the same thing. We went at, I think, the perfect time or supposedly the perfect time because June, July, August, that's where it's so fucking hot and unbearable. So I really do think that we picked we picked a perfect time to go. And right before we were heading down to SFO, um, to fly out, I was looking at the weather and I was so upset because it said all thunderstorms and lightning and like 60 to 70 degrees. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, seriously, what, what is this weather? So I packed zero shorts. <laughs> I packed overalls, pants, um, jeans, like I packed all the wrong things for Austin, but I really was going off of the weather system. No, you were going off of rain. you weren't going off the weather system because if you looked at it the week before it was like 70s 80s it was going to be nice it was going to be a little humid right and then it was supposed to be sunshine we get there every single day looks like rain lightning and thunder Mm -hmm. and we step off the plane and it's sun is shining it's beautiful it's a little humid a little muggy but it looked nothing like what the weather app said right weather app was a liar Uh, so we got there on wednesday and we were supposed to get a nissan versa we're picking up our rental car, and immediately we get a nice Texas welcome. This lady's telling us about the area, asks if we want to upgrade to a Camaro, and I think she can sense just us as a young couple. We're trying to save money, and we're not trying to ball out, 
And we're like, yeah, we're kind of looking like we might want to live here. We're not sure. She's like, I've heard that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> we sign our little rental agreement, go out to the parking lot, and we got upgraded to a nice Dodge Charger. Hell yeah. Charge. That lady gave us a nice Texas welcome. Um, and the first place that we had to go was Franklin's. It was a Wednesday afternoon. It was like 2 o'clock, 2.30. Roll into Franklin's Barbecue, and it is unheard of. There's no line. We walk right up to the counter. Got a couple brisket sandwiches. I didn't even know that there was supposed to be a line. Like, I didn't know how popular, famous this place was. Like, I was just like, oh, this is just one of the spots that you wanted to go to. And later when I found out that, no, there's usually, like, an hour line out the door, I was like, damn, we came at the right time. Yeah. Like, seriously. And we had the most spectacular brisket sandwiches. They did not last long. I'll be honest, their brisket sandwich to die for, absolutely delicious. Potato salad, not my favorite. I'm not a big potato salad person in general, but I'm even getting a little Texas accent right there. Potato salad. Potato salad. <laughs> no, there was, wait, I want to I wanna talk to you about when we first got out of the car going into Franklin's, mm -hmm. and we thought that someone was catcalling you. Oh, it was like, woo, woo. Yeah. And we were like, who, the I was like, who, this bitch, like, who, who's catcalling who is catcalling? And we're looking around and we're like, where the heck is that coming from? And it's literally these damn birds. It's these grackles. Yeah. The trees are alive in Austin. <laughs> there are so many different birds that are chirping and catcalling and making all sorts of noises. And there's one that is specific to the area called the grackle. It basically looks like a blackbird that got stretched out. And it makes a very human sound that sounds like you know, an old creepy dude trying to get your attention and whistle at you. And they are loud they're and they're so everywhere. I mean, truly, Austin, I feel like I can hear the wildlife more than I can see the wildlife in Truckee. Like, it's it's so, it, it really blew my mind, all of the different nuances of visiting Austin. Because you get there and it's really nothing like how you imagine Texas should be. It's all green. Like, it's, it's literally this beautiful green landscape. It's an oasis in the middle of Texas. A tropical oasis. Like, it literally felt like I should be in a tropical part of Mexico. Like, it was, it was really mind-blowing to me. So, after Franklin's, right, we check into our first Airbnb. And I have this really shitty luck with Airbnbs. I was looking online. It looks super clean, super cute. And we get to this ghetto-ass motel that's been retrofitted to be, like, condos. Mm -hmm. And we walk up the stairs. It's three flights. The fucking cement is cracked. There's a creepy dude that's, like, smoking a cigarette on the first floor. Mm -hmm. This looks like a sketchy spot where it's like, I don't want to park our car here. It looks like it's going to get broken into. Yeah. <laughs> and so we lug our suitcases and everything up three flights of stairs. We get to our would-be Airbnb. And I walk in. It looks... It looks like the photos, like the furniture. Right. But there's no natural light like they showed. It wasn't well lit. It was dim. And it immediately smelled like water damage and mold. Yeah. And I was so upset. I know. You were very visibly upset. And I was like, well, maybe we can, we can make it work. We can make it work. Like, whatever. We're barely going to be here anyway. And I am so glad that you ended up calling Airbnb, sending in those photos and, like, did what you had to do to get us out of there because if you do that if you walk into your airbnb and it is nothing nothing like how you expected it to be in the pictures call airbnb get your money back and ask them to pay 50 percent of your next airbnb because that's what they did with us and we 
literally lucked out with the most beautiful designer focused Airbnb. It was an influencer Airbnb. It totally was. And we did not bring any of our podcast set up. Like it was just more of like the aesthetic of being there was so awesome. I didn't even want to put my luggage out. I didn't want to put my clothes up. I didn't want to put anything in the bathroom because I was like, everything is so picture perfect right now. I, I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, I, I'm not usually one to like unpack my bag. I'll usually live out of my bag when I'm staying at a hotel, Airbnb, wherever, even your parents' house. I keep my bag in a little corner and I just pull my clothes out of it. And that's what I put on throughout the day. This place, I didn't want to clutter it at all. It yeah. was so beautiful and so cute. I started unpacking my shit, putting it in drawers, hanging my <laughs> stuff up. I never do that. Yeah. I put my shoes on the shoe rack. <laughs> and then, like, when we would get back and we were drunk or anything, and I, like, I have a habit of just ripping all my clothes off and jumping in the shower, I would have to actually pick up my clothes and put them in the hamper. Yeah. I didn't want to leave, like, a mess. I know. It was like, honey, I'm home. Like, we're moving in. And That's it was <laughs> so much better. So... If you're wondering if you book a shitty Airbnb that has visible black mold in the ceiling, <laughs> all right, you can report it to Airbnb, get an immediate refund. It's going to take about 10 days to hit your account. But once you get that refund, they'll also comp you 50%, which is why we were actually able to book that one. Because I had eyeballed a few Airbnbs, and I was like, this one's a little pricey, kind of outside our range. It was half the price of our shitty Airbnb. Half the price, yeah. And honestly, lesson learned, just freaking ball out on the Airbnb that you want. Because I remember seeing this Airbnb, and we we chose not to do it. We chose to go with a more, like, feasible option. Cut costs somewhere else. Freaking spend the money on the Airbnb that you want because you will not regret it. That's where where you're staying. That's where you're sleeping. You do want to be comfortable. And... I honestly, at one point, I was like, I don't even want to leave. Like, I just <laughs> want to stay in this in this home. It was so beautiful. But the location of it, that was what was so prime. We it were was like two miles away from downtown. It was yeah, sweet. two miles away from downtown, but also like two streets over from 6th Street. Mm-hmm. And 6th Street is party town. Holy shit. Well, it's divided into two parts, right? There's east and west. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle is a shithole that is very homeless and very <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. And uh, for those who haven't been to Austin yet, there is very little public transportation. It is Uber and Lime scooters. Those yep. are your options. And birds, too. Uh, but you can rip around there. They don't have any kind of bus system that's super easy to get around with. They have some kind of goofy train system that goes between the city. I never saw stations of where it dropped off, but I also wasn't looking for them. I also never saw the train. I saw it a couple times because we were ripping birds around. And mind you, that was after a few drinks. But well, that's probably why. <laughs> I just remember we're touring 6th Street and we're on our birds. And we go through like, it wasn't a shitty area. It just looked like older buildings and like mm-hmm. some bars, a couple different like high rises where people were living. And I was like, oh, this must be the shitty part of it. It's Shipa yeah. Town. And then we get <laughs> halfway through, right? But where West and East join and they actually become 6th Street. Um, there's like a gang of homeless people. Yeah. Like 30 of them. It looks like Night of the Living Dead, but it's like <laughs> early evening. And at this point, I'm like, I'm fucking pissed about our Airbnb. <laughs> I just want a drink. It's been a day of travel. I was very upset about that. We got it fixed and I was yeah. stoked, but I'm like, I need a drink. Yeah. And so we're riding through 6th Street. We decide to pull over and I'm trying to go into a dive bar just so we can open up the maps mm-hmm. because homeless people are approaching us. Right. And you were like, no, 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 like, let's let's just go to this one bar. We got to go there. And it's like, and as we're sitting down to try and figure that out, this very bold homeless man walks up 
And I don't even remember what he said, but I was like, no, go away. Honestly, I gave so much money to the homeless in Austin, more money than I honestly ever give homeless. I'm more like, do you need a ride somewhere, which is which is dangerous. <laughs> but like, I'm that person where I'm like, do you want a donut? Do you want a blanket? Like, let me give you a ride. Let me give you a bus ticket. I was just like, get the fuck away from me. And I was just like, here's $15. Here's $10. Like, that's what I was spending my money on in Austin. They are so aggressive. Like, they come up to you and they talk to you. The homeless in Reno that I'm used to are just, like, chilling on the sidewalk for the most part with their signs and walking around. Or they're shouting at nothing. Right. These homeless people were shouting at people. Like, I genuinely, <laughs> like, did not feel safe around those homeless people. When I walk through Reno, I'm like, whatever. Like, I can – I'm used to it, and it doesn't bother me at all. I actually – I don't feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the homeless in Austin is on another level. And I don't know if it's the heat that gets to them. I don't know what it is. I'd be angry if I was, if I was dealing with humidity and I'm homeless and I have no money, so I can't drink and I can't smoke crack. I'd be approaching people like, do you have money? Will you pay (laughs) me? Because I'm upset and I'm sweaty and I stink. Yeah. And so I get it, but we got away from them. Mm-hmm. And we happened to meander to Las Bis, yes. which is on the eighth floor of I forget which hotel. But you walk into the lobby and it's really cute. And you're like, I feel underdressed for this hotel. Mm-hmm. You go up to the eighth floor and you have this rooftop. It's not the top of the roof, but it's a rooftop bar where you can see the capital. You can see like northeast, southwest in Austin. It feels very central. Yeah. Had some really good drinks over there. Mm-hmm. Had some very odd interactions with our bartender. Yeah, that it was just really interesting because a lot of people that are in Austin have moved from L.A., it mm-hmm. seems like. A lot of our interactions came from— At least from a few of them, yeah. Uh, like, well, yeah, a few of our interactions came from people who used to live in L.A. Specifically, the bartender at Lost Beast was from L.A., and he had just a very interesting perspective on Austin. It was like— if you didn't make it in L.A., you go to Austin. <laughs> well, that was that was the perspective that we got from what he was saying. Yeah. What he was saying was when you come to Austin, people don't care about the amount of money you have or what you do for a living. Right. They just care about who you are as a person. Yeah. And, and we're mean- both looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, like, meanwhile, what? you and I, like, I don't even think we really showered at this point from the airport. Like, we just had... I stank. Like, yeah, we stank. Like, I had no makeup on. Like, I'm just wearing whatever. And he's saying this to us. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, L.A. people are just weird. Give me another drink, bar boy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it it was a beautiful spot. I totally recommend it. I actually found it from an influencer. Coco? Coco. Taste of Coco. A taste of Coco. (laughs) Check her out. She's got great recommendations. She really does. Also... Some of her recommendations do not hit the same. They are not the best, so we have some for you. Stay tuned for that. Um, But after that little rooftop bar, got a nice buzz, got to calm down after the the rage that I felt with that nice black mold experience, and we decided to bar hop 6th Street a little bit, have a few drinky poos. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, we walked by the mothership. Shout out to the mothership. That place is cool as fuck. And you were like, oh, my God, I have to snap a picture. Um, and you I got a really cool one. I snapped a picture when we were going there. Oh, I thought it was in that moment. No. Okay, well, it was pretty cool because we are just walking by you not just expecting it. You to had pointed out. You're like, that's the comedy what mothership. And I was like, whoa. I like, fangirled over a location. I know. Like, <laughs> we're walking down 6th Street, and then I look, and I'm like, wait a second. That's the mothership. Oh, my <laughs> God. 
I'm I here. This, yeah, I had this like little butterflies in my stomach and like, why am I so excited about a building? Yeah. Ooh, uh, it's getting hot. <laughs> it was, it was exciting. But, um, after that evening, we continued to have a few drinks, popped into this Mexican bar. And mind you, this is the week of Cinco de Mayo. We ran into some, uh, some folks that were of our age. I don't really know how old they were. Yeah. They started getting us tequila shots. They were giving us free modelos. They were loving the vibe. Oh yeah. Trying to dance and just having a good time. And so, day one in Austin, the Texans were nothing but loving to us. Yeah, it was a very Texas welcome, mm-hmm. very friendly people. Um, yeah, I, I really love day one. Day two. Day two, I'm hungover as shit, and obviously, I need to get my coffee. That's number one. We already had tried um, a coffee place called Try Hard day one when we got there, and it was really good coffee. Love Try Hard. Cold brew is amazing. The vibe there is definitely something different, something I'm not totally used to, but cute location, had a whole like backyard, you know, magical light situation going on. It was really fun. There's another thing that I noticed at Try Hard that was weird to me because Texas in general is pretty conservative. This little hippie chick with hairy armpits is sitting there drinking coffee and smoking a joint and people are like working. Are you sure that wasn't you? (laughs) I get mistaken for a hippie chick with hairy <laughs> armpits, but I'll have you know, I have a penis. Um, no, but she's like smoking a joint openly. And I'm like, is this shit legal? No, I know. I, I was like, wow. I, I didn't know that it was like that open and legal in Austin. It's, it's not. So apparently it's decriminalized, but you can't buy it there. They sell Delta 8, mm. which is like technically it's legal pot. Yeah. So that was just a little weird to me because I was like, you're just going to be smoking a joint at a coffee shop? Like this is in Amsterdam. Right. So that was that was a little off-putting, and then as the type the day went on, we passed some of these. I was like, "Oh, okay, I can see how this is legal." Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was just odd. It was odd, yeah. But the overall like coffee itself, because like I I wanted to actually like have good coffee <laughs> when we were there, and so I would say ten out of ten cold brew from Try Hard. But we wanted on day two to go to another coffee spot. We just wanted to bounce around. Uh, Greater Goods. Okay, so the the day two coffee spot was Greater Goods. Mm -hmm. Holy ambiance. Like, (laughs) that place was so sweet. Like, I, they had a whole coffee lab. They had a whole coffee lab next to the, next to the actual shop where you could do, um, like, cuppings and taste testings. And, like, I'm pretty sure it's for their employees, but I also think they, they must. It was was open to the public. They had classes. Oh, they had classes. Okay. Sign up for it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll teach you how to French press properly, like your temps, all of that. Yeah, it was so cool. And like four people were like doing the class when we were there. But the whole ambiance of it is like, it's almost like you're walking into um, like, you know, those gardens that have like those glass, like a green, what are they? What are those places called? Greenhouses. Greenhouses. They've got glass that's green. <laughs> there's a garden inside. Um, but the gr- like a house. Yeah. <laughs> It looked like a greenhouse when you walk inside. The coffee lab's to the left of you, but in the center is, like, where all of the mishmash of coffee is happening, where you go order. And then around that is just, like, beautiful seating. It's almost like a library was in the back of it. You can see the roaster through the glass walls. It was just – it was a really, really cool ambiance. When we got our coffee and we're sitting outside, one thing that I've noticed just from living in Truckee, living in a – a quiet mountain town, if you will. When we go to our coffee shop and we're having our espresso in the morning and it's, 
you know, it's a sleepy town. So, you know, we're, we're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, having our, our morning coffee, and you can hear each other talk. You can, you can you hear the... hush a little bit so right. others don't hear you. Yeah, exactly. This place was popping with conversation. Like, oh, my gosh. I was listening to one guy talk about his work with, I don't know if it was, like, a friend, a girlfriend, but he was just talking about the work drama. I had another person right next to us that was talking about their dog, like... You just could actually hear conversations, but I felt like I couldn't even hear you. Like, I couldn't focus on you. So that was really interesting, and that is something that I noticed throughout the whole trip of Austin is everywhere is busy. Yeah. And there's music playing. Like, it's a very lively city. Everywhere's very lively. Loud. Yes. There's, there's no moment for you to, like, get quiet and think other than maybe in between certain cities. Or, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, in between certain streets. Yeah. If you're on a street, everything's loud. Yeah. But if you're crossing like a crosswalk, then you have the freeway and you have all this car noise. It's still no silence. I didn't experience any silence until we were back at our Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And we were watching the, the thunderstorm and lightning. But overall, the coffee shop itself was really like it was probably the best coffee shop that we went to when we were in Austin, honestly, because yeah. we went to like four total coffee shops. And, and that was the best one that I experienced. Anyway. We need food after being, you know, violently hungover, and now I'm, like, super caffeinated, and I'm sweating, and I need to hydrate, and all, all I want is a chicken sandwich. So you look up one of the top-rated places to get a, chick a fried chicken sandwich, and it's Spicy Boys. We go to the top-rated spicy chicken sandwich spot, which there are a lot of them, but there's not the top-rated one in Austin. We go to the number one. It's called Spicy Boys. It's a little food truck. There's a couple of Thai guys whipping up magic in there. You have a spicy chicken sandwich. What was they had like different levels where it was like hot gay. Yeah. You remember? And I did want to say it, so I was like, give me the hot. Or I was like, hot guy or hot gay? It's AI. Yeah. And you you were like, well, it could be guy. And I was like, how do you pronounce Bailey? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's spelled like gay. I was like, <laughs> you got me. You got me. But they had a really good chicken sandwich, but their roti and their penang curry made no sense how good it was. Yeah, For it being was a food truck. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they whipped up that recipe, but all I have to say is that that is the place to go, especially when you're hungover, because it mm -hmm. was delicious and it saved my life that day. <laughs> it's hard to find water too. Yeah, you're like, oh god, I need water. Yeah. Um, so after that, we go meet up with our friend, do a little shopping, and kind of hang around South Congress. And we beat Bob up and down. And as we're walking with him, um, we go into, I think it's called Studs Provisions. Mm -hmm. And Polly Shore walks by. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Polly Shore. And I start fangirling. Yeah. And both you and Rahul are like, who the hell is that? And I'm like, shut up, shut up. Just look up Dodgeball. He's part of Dodgeball. And so – Polly Shore's just shopping. He's got his little shoulder bag doing his thing. And it turns out that he had just come from Rogan's podcast because mm -hmm. um, it came out the following day. And I was like, that's why. Okay. Yeah. I was really excited. Just I know. You that. were like, I've never seen you fangirl like that before yeah. where you're like, shut up. Like, don't like you walked don't, away from I'm me. like, don't I'm make like, it weird. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not making any. I'm like, who the heck am I supposed to be looking out for? And you're walking away from me. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? But I, but. People like that, I mean, Austin is going to be the comedy hub. It's already the comedy hub. So you're yeah. going to see famous people famous people just walking around. I mean, that is very similar, I think, to, like, New York. 
there's just famous people, celebrities, walking around town. Adam Sandler just pulls up to play basketball. Yeah. So, I I mean, Austin is definitely transitioned to that kind of um, – to that kind of place so uh, it was it was really interesting though to see you in that state well it's funny because i remember during one of our other episodes i was like i'm not gonna fangirl over joe jonas he's nobody to me right like but then i see paulie shore i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> don't be weird yeah. put your phone away act like you're just shopping yeah i'm like <laughs> and oh. we're just shopping yeah, we already. are just shopping <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so goofy um so we're going down south congress we pop into allen boots i had it in my head that i wanted to get some gators like some nice gator skin boots. I was really excited about that Mm -hmm. until I saw the price tag and it was like our rent. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is over two grand. There's no fucking way I can buy some gators. You know, maybe I'll win big one day and then just go get some gators because I would love to wear some gator skin boots to somebody's wedding because it seems tacky. But like if you've ever seen Eastbound and Down with Kenny Powers, that's the style I'm going for just in general. All right. That's that's me. That's your alter ego is Kenny Powers. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I really wanted some gators and then I priced them and I went, oh. Yeah. That brought me back down to reality. But the, but the people that were working there were just giving out free shots and I don't know if they just want to get you all loose so that you do spend over two grand on boots. Like I don't. You need a drink after that for sure. Oh yeah. But they, I don't know. It's just the, the people there are so friendly. Everyone's down to party. Well, part of the reason this guy was like, hey, you. He complimented my shirt, and he complimented my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things about being in Austin, Texas, having a mullet, I'm not special anymore. Yeah. I don't look like some kind of degenerate dirtbag. I'm just one of them. Yeah. And then I'm wearing a Merle Haggard shirt that says Mama Tried. The amount of people that were, like, calling you out on that, too, of, yeah. like, hey, nice shirt, nice shirt. Like, you don't get that here at all. Well, nobody knows who Merle Haggard is here. Yeah. You go to Texas, and everybody loves Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. It's like wearing a Willie shirt. So that was cool. Gave us a shot of tequila, and that um, that really loosened me up because yeah. I was eyeballing those boots, and I was like, two grand is pretty steep. But after a shot of tequila, it's a great sales pitch to like, you know, two grand, this is an investment. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're investing in your style for yeah. generations to come. Oh, my gosh. No, it's a great, a great sales tactic for sure. But then after kind of beep-bopping around on South Congress – um, we ended up going to like North Austin and North Austin is far is very far. And I would, I would not recommend living there at all. I've, I, so the whole reason, you know, we wanted to check this place out. I was just like, we're, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, we wanted to check Austin out because this is a place that we've had on our radar. If you've, you know, kept up with our, <laughs> kept up with our episodes, <laughs> you would have learned that. Austin was a place that we were going to live and it didn't work out um, and direction kind of, t- you know, took us to Truckee. So um, we finally were like, we just need to get Austin out of our mind. We need to check it off the list. We need to see, is this, is this a place that we want to live? And just touring around Austin, there's so many different places to live and each has its own like little nuances. And so our friend was like, you need to go check out North Austin. Like, it's definitely... Um, Specifically it's the domain. Yeah, the domain. That's where we were going. We were going to go see some shopping and, and just check it out. Um, it's freaking far. And honestly, it just it's just like another kind of like outdoor mall situation. But there's nothing else really going on over there. Well, it's I think it's so far north that there's not a whole lot around it. Yeah. But it's like high-rise apartments shopping. High-rise apartments shopping. And it's blocks of that. Like, it's yeah. kind of confusing the setup of it. 
but we got lunch with our friend. We're at this, it wasn't pho, what was it, noodles? Some some spot where they have noodles in a bowl and it's spicy and there's pork belly and eggs. There's a term for that and it's slipping my mind. Ramen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting ramen with our friend. And I'm telling you guys why I'm so excited to go to jujitsu in Austin. I'm like, we're going to B-team. Like, yeah. this is, it's been on the map. This is something I'm so excited about. And there's one guy in particular that I want to roll with, okay? There's Nicky Rod, who's an absolute beast, and he's got like 60 pounds on me. But his little brother is about my size, and he's just as savage. And as I'm talking about him, the kid fucking walks around the corner with his girlfriend, and I'm like, hey, that's him. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that that's was, crazy. That was a weird little bit of serendipity. Yeah. And so I was like, that's the guy that I want to roll with just to see where my skill set is at. Yeah. His, his level and what he's doing in training, significantly higher than where I'm at. And they looked strong. That it's couple is a, that's a power strong fucking couple if I've yeah. ever seen one. Oh, the chick he was with, she came to the class too. Oh, she was there. Yeah. Oh. She was built. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was looking at her, I was getting a little insecure. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, my that chick gosh. could move a fridge. Oh, so. shit. Yeah, no, she looks strong. I mean, yeah. Impressive. Yeah, but overall, the domain kind of reminds me of um, a little bit of like Walnut Creek, but that's it. Like, just imagine Walnut Creek. If you know what Walnut Creek is in California, it's in the East Bay area. But that's kind of what it reminded me of. It's like very tech focused. So like all the tech professionals live up there. But yeah, I, I didn't love it. But on the way back, <laughs> because it's so far, you do have to take the freeway, or you could take some side streets. You could take side streets, and there was a lot of traffic past the, what was it, the soccer stadium? I mm -hmm. think it was. Yeah. And so all of the people who live in Austin, all of my friends, my coworkers, the people who've mentioned it are like, the traffic is horrendous. And so me being me, I'm like, I got to test out the traffic. Yeah. How bad is it? So I could have taken surface streets, and we would have been back to our place in 20 minutes. Or we could sort of, you know, just go through traffic for 45 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And both. Yeah. I, I mean, sitting in the car with you, I'm like, why the heck are we going on the freeway? And you're like, well, we need to test out the traffic. <laughs> and I have to say the traffic is as bad as everyone says it is. Like yeah. I am from the Bay Area. I do know bad traffic. That traffic is horrendous. And it's really bad because all these different people that have moved to Austin have different driving habits from the place that they're from. So they all come together with their shitty driving habits mm -hmm. and they're on the freeway cutting each other off going 90 miles per hour or going 30 miles per hour. And all the roads don't make sense. They're crisscrossing. Like I was so confused. I felt so unsafe. I didn't drive. Yeah. Just being a passenger, I was like, get me the fuck off I was going to say, get me the fuck off this plane. But I was like, <laughs> I'm going to open the store and get out. It was so scary to drive. Like, thank, thank goodness that we were more hanging out in downtown. And you can just scooter and, like, mm -hmm. you know, you're in control. But And I'm a great driver. Yeah, that traffic was unlike any other traffic that I have experienced. Part of why it's so fucked with their traffic and just their roads in general is that you'll have, like, a freeway on-ramp and you have 200 feet from a stoplight to get there. And if you don't know where you're going and if you're in the middle lane or the wrong lane, you're not going to get onto that on-ramp. Yeah. Because people are just jamming. They don't give a fuck. Like, turning signals mean nothing. People drive like shit in Austin. No, they really do. I, like, I, I truly did not believe people when they say, oh, the traffic is really bad. No, it is bad. It yeah. is as bad as everybody says it is. <laughs> I thought Vegas drivers were bad. This is fucking awful. Oh, yeah. But no, it... <laughs> 
he was just something else. So anyways, we drop our homie off and we go back, we get ready because we had tickets to go see a solid comedy show at the Comedy Mothership. Hell yeah. And part of a solid comedy show, if you look at their website, are they're hosted by two comedians who I'm not super familiar with and they don't have the lineup other than that. So it's a lot of local Austin talent. It's some people that you may have heard of, maybe you see them on Instagram, or you may never have seen. But part of the cool aspect of going to Joe Rogan's Comedy Club in Austin is that you never know who's going to pop in. And we got to see absolute legends that night, Mm -hmm. like Ron White, Roseanne Barr, Tony Hinchcliffe, David Lucas. Oh, my gosh. Like, even (laughs) – I will never forget that night. It was – one of the most special nights for me to experience comedy because to be honest I was not a huge fan of going to comedy shows because I feel like the last three that we went to in Reno really weren't that great like I wasn't cracking up dying laughing or like not even giving genuine ha-has like I I was just experiencing someone else do something that they've worked on for a couple months but this type of comedy is so intimate and so special because one, you you get in and you have to you know you put your phone away like that is number one you you put your phone in this like little lock bag. yonder bag and it's like a dead zone for phones yeah so there's there's no way that you can take it out or you get kicked out um it it's it's non-existent anymore and so you go and you go up to one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. I forget which room we were in. We so were in there's two rooms. There's Fat Man and Little Boy. They're named after the atomic bombs that got dropped on Japan. <laughs> I, I can get into why. But we're in Little Boy, which is a smaller room. It's more intimate. We're sitting right in front of the stage. Yeah, right in front. And there's a two-drink minimum. And I feel like that's really important for comedy because a couple drinks and not having your phone gets you socially loose. Yeah. Like it's you and I and the people around us. We're all just kind of anticipating there's music playing yeah get a couple and you're close like you're close to people like literally elbows like the lady next to me she Mm. was she kept looking at me and like laughing with me like we were laughing together we became friends like it was so intimate you're very present like you're Mm. actually listening to what the comic is saying so it was oh my gosh i i i'm telling you i have become such a comedy fan after that night from one from one, one show. show, one show, because also we watch um, Kill Tony, mm-hmm. and Kill Tony has um, this guy David Lucas, who's uh, who you know has become who he is in the comedy world, and he's been doing it for about three years. But I was not expecting to see him in person. So seeing someone from your TV, like live, right in front of you, like literally, you know, a hand high five away, like it was just so rad and. Just to see their art, like, yeah. it truly is an art. Like, the the amount of time that is put into it when it's done well mm-hmm. is so rad. Like, it was it was honestly such a beautiful night. Like, I, like, uh, it made Austin, like, it made, it made my Austin trip, to be completely honest. Like, I, I, we were even talking about it after. We're like, we would literally move here for just comedy. for the comedy. Straight up for comedy. And that's how I was feeling on day two. I was like, oh, my goodness. Jiu-jitsu and comedy. I'm excited. I like, know. I'm loving this. Yeah. And so if you're ever in Austin, get tickets, go to the Comedy Mothership, see some random people. Because it was two hours of involuntary laughter. Holding my stomach, laughing, crying at some points because I'm laughing so hard. 
and it was just nonstop killers. Consistent, consistent laughing. Yeah. Like, it was so good. And then to go to the bar that is downstairs called Mitzi's Bar mm-hmm. is just such a cool experience because the freaking comics come down and drink with you. Yeah. And, like, they're not, you know, they're not really there to, like, hang out for a really long time, but they're they're there. And, like, they want to interact with you. They want, like, they're so personable. And I just feel like... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I just I haven't really seen that in general with like shows like I know at shows where there's an artist like a um, like a singer. Right. They do like meet and greets with the fans and like they take pictures. But how many of them actually have a conversation with the fan like an actual conversation? I think there was something about putting your phone in a yonder bag. And then you leave the show. You've seen the performance. Right. These comedians, they've kicked ass and taken names. They've done their thing. You get your phone back, you go to the bar, and it feels socially inappropriate to whip your phone out and say, hey, can I take a picture with you? Right, yeah. Because you would much rather have a conversation with that person and be like, you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Your show is fantastic. Thank you for putting that together. Like, I got to talk to a couple of them. Really cool people. Yeah, just like super down-to-earth, personable, like really nice. I, I mean, when I saw Tony Hinchcliffe, and we were sitting down at this point with our drinks, but I was like... Oh my gosh, like just to see him in person, you're like, I don't want to go up to you, but I really do. But I want to bring value to this conversation that I'm about to have with you. Like, I don't want to be fangirling in any way, but just watching how he interacted with fans was just so cool. Like he's just, it seems like all of them for the most part, I don't, I don't know all comics, but the ones that we saw were very personable, very down to earth. Well, it's, it's important to remember that they're just people. Yeah. You know, they're people that do something really cool that we appreciate. Right. And so it's it's really cool to be that close to somebody that you've watched a lot and go, wow, that's pretty fucking special. Yeah. So if you can't tell, we obviously loved Joe Rogan's comedy club, The Comedy Mothership. So if you are in Austin, freaking plan ahead. Get mm-hmm. tickets. Go see a Kill Tony show and laugh your ass off. It is Oh, my gosh, it's so worth it. And tickets sell out weeks, sometimes months in advance. So keep your eyes out. I'm keeping mine peeled right now. Right. Um, because we're going to plan another trip back to Austin. Hell, yeah. Literally to go back and see comedy. Yes. <laughs> so good. So good. Okay, so kind of wrapping up, um, I believe that was day two. That was Thursday. Yeah, day so two. day two, um, ama- amazing day two. Day three, that is where – We definitely needed to work out. We needed to sweat out all the alcohol. Um, You were going to B-team. I wanted to just check out a couple CrossFit gyms. I had a couple in mind, um, but I ended up going to, I think it was called FOGO, Mm F-O-G-O. Anyway, do not be hungover and go to a CrossFit class in Austin because it is the worst thing. I ended up throwing up after, full transparency. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Even the people that I was working out with, they were not used to this heat at all. They were complaining about the heat. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, if I'm dying right now and you're complaining about the heat, I will never get used to this. You're looking at them like, bitch, you live here. Yeah. I'm visiting. Yeah. It was insane. And there's definitely no empathy for the heat because everyone is experiencing it. Like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dying. And in Truckee, a lot of people that come up to CrossFit, and I'm sure, yeah, you, you've heard it in Jiu-Jitsu. Everyone's like, oh, the elevation. Like, oh, it's killing it's me. It's a joke. Yeah, it's literally a joke. It's like, okay, like, come on. 
but in Austin, I was like, oh, shit, this heat. And I'm like, I'm sure you guys hear that all the time. And they're like, well, we're not used to it. Like, it is that bad. It's, it's the humidity. So People just You get used to it, but you don't get used to it. Right. And so you went to Fogo. You threw up after. Working <laughs> out in humidity sucks. Yeah, but go- coming back to a, an air-conditioned Airbnb that's aesthetically pleasing was really nice. Um, so, yeah. But your, <laughs> really time at, your time at B-Team, you came back with the biggest smile on your face. You were. Yes. It was almost like I, I literally thought you were going to be like, we're moving here, like right after that. Well, leaving B-Team, let's just start from the beginning. I walk in. I have to sign up. I do all that, pay my drop-in fee. And I've seen so many of their videos. I see where people are getting put on the highlight reel. And you don't want to be put on the highlight reel of B-Team because it's usually not you doing the cool thing. It's the cool thing being done to you. So I see that in the middle of the mat. I'm like, we're here. It's real. Holy shit. And then I start seeing international jiu-jitsu celebrities walking in. One after the other after the other. And I'm like, there's a guy that I want to roll with. Holy shit. Yeah. This opportunity might actually happen. And so... I go in, and I start at the end of the mat, and they kind of divide it into three sections. At the very end of the mat, the furthest away from the door, those are your visitors, your beginners, and your intermediate. You go to the middle of the mat, that's your intermediate. Maybe those are guys who are pretty good, but they're not professional. Mm -hmm. And then you go closest to the door, and those are the guys that are at ADCC, IBJJF. They're winning everything. They're at the top of the fucking game across the world, and all of them are huddled up in the corner talking shit, having fun, and wrestling. I'm like, oh, my goodness. All right, yeah. let's go. So I'm wrestling. I'm doing pretty good. I'm having a great time. And I start working my way down the mat. And then I'm getting clobbered. And I'm getting smashed. <laughs> and then finally, finally, J-Rod pulls up. And he's like, hey, do you want to you wanna roll? And I was oh like, absolutely. Gosh. Like, that would be like if you're into basketball and Kobe were to walk up to you and be like, 1v1? It's like, I'm going to get my ass kicked, but yeah, I'll play you. You're like, hell yeah. <laughs> and so I uh, I got my ass kicked for 10 minutes straight, and just, it was a lot of fun. There were a couple moments where I thought I was doing something, and I quickly got showed, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, that got shut down, but I learned some really cool techniques that I got to bring back here to Truckee. And it was one of those where when I did come back to the Airbnb, I was like, okay, 100% selfishly, I would move here for jujitsu and comedy. Yeah. I would. The humidity I'd have to put up with, and that would suck, but mm-hmm. I could make it work. Right. So that was that was really cool and really exciting. But leaving B-Team, I had just gotten my ass kicked. I'm sweaty. I've got a big old smile on my face because I'm like, I just checked off one of my little dreams in jujitsu. Meanwhile, I'm drinking ice water, <laughs> just hating my life. Dying. And you walk through the door just, s- like, smiling, beaming. and I'm like, I'm not well. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I was fucking beaming because I was so stoked. And so after that, showered up, which – it is very, very gross when you're in that B-team room because it's so humid, and then you're doing, like, a wrestling sport, so it's your sweat and other people's sweat. Yeah. The ceiling starts to sweat. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ew, yeah. that's, like, so ringworm territory there. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get ringworm, but I could taste and smell the tequila coming out of my body as I was rolling. And so I was like, I can smell it out of my pores. Yeah, they probably and, could, too. Oh, yeah. The people strangling me probably gagged a little bit, and I was like, ha-ha, motherfucker. <laughs> like, it was so just special for yeah. me. I, I was stoked to have that experience. So what did we do after that? We well, it was Cinco de Mayo. It was. Yeah, it was Good Cinco God. de Mayo in Austin. What? No better place to be than Cinco de Mayo in Austin. 
we ended up going to this Mexican restaurant. Donata Tacos. Yeah. Dan- oh, my gosh. It was very authentico. <laughs> the bitch in line, um, she was such a Karen because somebody, <laughs> yes. there was this dude who clearly did not speak very much English at all. Just said, excuse me. And he's carrying chairs inside. She's like, excuse me, excuse me. Where does the line start? Yeah. And we're just standing there like in the shade, clearly in where a line should be. And this bitch is just like, he he just ignored me. I'm he like, just I'm going to throw up on you if you don't shut up. Like, <laughs> seriously, like, get out of my face. Like, she was very, she definitely seemed like she was, like, from Dallas, Texas or something. I'm like, no, stop. She was, yeah, she was just cranky. And we're yeah. like, I'm just here for tacos. I need water. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. I need water, and now I need alcohol. Yeah, but the music was bumping. Our customer service was so great. Like, I, I just feel like the customer service in Austin was definitely, like, top-notch. Like, You're everyone, yeah everyone's kind of treating you like family almost to so just, they want you to have a good time. Um, they provide the ambiance. They, they provide good foods, good drinks. It's Texas hospitality. Yeah, it really is like, and you, you definitely feel it. It's definitely something California needs to up. <laughs> no. So we, we get done at De Nada and then I think we end up going to. And so we met up with our friends in the Soto Sopa section of Austin. Yeah. Which is like central downtown. If you've seen South Park, Soda Sopa is like the super gentrified area. Yeah. And there are these beautiful high rises. Beautiful. We we stop in at the Codependent, which is this very overpriced coffee bar and bar itself. Get a couple. What did we get? Espresso martinis? Yeah, of course we got espresso martinis. Fucking me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we had a couple espresso martinis, met up with our friends and her mom. She lives in this beautiful sky rise. We go up to the, I think it's the 39th or 40th floor, and her view is so beautiful. You see most of Austin. Yeah, it literally, like, that experience in itself was just so rad. We were having margaritas. Um, I think it was, like, their, her building was hosting, like, some kind of mariachi band and She's having, like, like oh, catered food. The and way that she made it sounds like, oh, there's a little band, there's some food. Yeah, a little, a little band, a little, a little food. Five-piece mariachi band, everybody's dressed to the nines. Oh, my gosh. I literally felt like I was in Mexico. I was like, where the heck are we? Like, (laughs) it was. It was sick. It was so, so good. But we end up going. We end the night with. um, with Numero 28. Yes. Numero 28. Beautiful Italian restaurant. And boy, did we get drunk there. (laughs) More than that. I checked off multiple boxes of things that I needed to do in my life in one day. So I brutalized the pronunciation of what this pasta dish is called. I call it the quechau de coco. <laughs> I might not even be pronouncing it properly, but it was Lightning McQueen quechau to me. <laughs> and so they bring out the cheese wheel, and they've got their hot pasta, yeah. and they're tossing it in this melted cheese on this giant cheese wheel. Yeah. And you're, you're drunk enough at the point, you're like, do you get the cheese wheel too? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. This is hundreds of dollars of cheese. And I know. I literally so thought, I was like, oh my gosh, you're getting that whole thing? Oh, I'd have such bad farts. <laughs> but it was phenomenal. Yeah, and no, it looked really good. I had a pesto gnocchi, and even that was amazing. Like, the drinks there were amazing, the food. Everywhere you go, just pause, everywhere you go in Austin is going to have such good food. Like, even though you get recommendations from places, honestly, 
don't follow the recommendations. Just go to a restaurant, explore for yourself, mm -hmm. because that's kind of what, what we started to do. Like we were getting so many recommendations of this Mexican restaurant and this taco place, like this sushi place. And honestly, it was just fun to explore ourselves and like walk into a restaurant, walk into a bar. And we're like every single place we went to was so good. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I think that there's so much like foodism there. Yeah. That if you have bad food, you're not going to stay open. Yeah. That's just hands down. There's so much competition. You have to be great. Otherwise, you get weeded out. Right. That's Austin's food scene yeah. and their drink scene, too. Yeah. So but going into the fourth day. Which was Saturday. Which was Saturday. We definitely had to end the night a little bit early. We didn't stay out super late um, on Cinco de Mayo just because we had to be up and Adam ready to kayak because that was one of our bucket list items was to kayak on Ladybird Lake. Hold on. Ladybird Lake, by the way, somewhere between a river and a lake, Texas doesn't know what the fuck their waterways are. It's a lake and a river at the same time. Well, there's no current in parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> it connects to the Colorado River, but the section that we started on was very lake-ish. Yeah. Right. I was a little confused. Am I in a river? I am in a lake. What is this? All I know is it's not Tahoe water. It's not ta it's not Lake Tahoe. It's not Tahoe Donner. It's not even Boca. Like it's it is very interesting. There are turtles everywhere. There's there was a snapping turtle that we saw in the water. There's algae. And I am definitely not one to be stingy about my water, but when you live in Truckee or Tahoe, you are so spoiled with clean water. And honestly you're like there's just fish in there there's not snapping turtles like it was just so crazy because it's so hot outside and all you want to do is get in the water but i'm like i'm not getting in the water it looked fucking gross it was if you were looking yeah. in the river water you're like i don't want to submerge myself in that right what is in there yeah and there's there's no gators Right. There's nothing that would actually like harm you other than snapping turtles. <laughs> and the fucking dude who pulled out this snapping turtle, it was monstrous. Oh, my gosh. Like it was a dinosaur. A, it was over a foot in diameter. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I've been doing this for a while now. Everybody's <laughs> like 17 minutes or 40 years. What's a while? Because yeah. you're fucking around with a giant ass sea monster in your hands. Right. And like it's just kind of chilling. He's like, yeah, you can see its belly. <laughs> I know he's like I'm like get that away from me like go and he was like taking it away from people like he wasn't just holding it and you know flexing that like turtle. abusing <laughs> him but no he was trying to take it away because also at Ladybird Lake I don't know if this is like tradition like every Saturday people do this but in the middle of the lake all these kayak paddle boarders like they get into the middle of the lake and have a freaking party and it it's rad like they're that is music yeah loud. they're bumping I mean. <sighs> Everywhere you go in Austin, they're bumping music. Like, it is, it is music central there. But that specific scene is just such a fun little party culture scene that's on the lake. But he was trying to just take it away from people because it could have snapped somebody's toes off. Yeah. And someone that we saw when we were kayaking back, someone was, like, literally in the water. And I saw him, like, scramble to get on top of his paddleboard because he's like, that's in the lake? Like, I would have done the same fucking thing. Yeah. Because when you saw that, I literally, like, kind of had my feet dangling off. And at first, I thought this guy was being a dickhead with turtles. I yeah. was like, that's not cool, man. Like, right. go back in. And we got closer. And I was like, oh, no, that thing can take off, like, a chunk of your hand. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And I was like, I'm just going to move my feet in a little right. bit closer. And so we're kayaking. We head back. And 
there is one stop. All right, we've already done Franklin's. There's one other barbecue spot that we have to hit before we leave Austin. Yep. And that's Terry Black's. Mm-hmm. I called it a fat man's Disneyland. Yeah. And this one had a line. It's Saturday evening, and it wraps from basically the outside of the parking lot around the entire restaurant, and then he goes in. And just like Disneyland, if you've ever been to some of the rides, once you get into the physical structure, you still have so much line to go through right. before you even get to the ride. It was very misleading. But they know their audience so well because literally on the outside, first stop, you have a bar. All yeah. right. <laughs> Start getting drunk right there. And then right as you make it around the corner, just in time for you to finish your first drink, there's another bar. Yeah. And you can get your second one. And then after your second drink, you walk by their merch area. And so it's like, all right, I got a little buzz. It's going. like what happened at Allen Boots. They give you a shot and you get all loose to spend like two grand. They're doing the same thing at Terry Black's. They're That's like, brilliant. here's some twisted tees. Crack it open. Enjoy yourself. Now here's some merch. Here's a hat, yeah. a cool T-shirt. Oh, you want some seasoning to go with your meat? Oh, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm at this point probably four beers in. I'm stoked. I'm yeah. like, I'll take the hat. Get me a shirt. I know. Oh, we got an apron. I don't even wear aprons. I'll get one. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm ready to spend. And then we make our way around the corner, and there's a third bar. It's your last opportunity to get alcohol before you order food. Yeah. And so my hands are full with merch at this point. So I'm like, all right, no more booze. <laughs> i got to enjoy this barbecue. And so we start going through the line. We get bread pudding. We get mac and cheese. Yes. We get brisket, ribs, and sausage. We got the uh, jalapeno cheddar sausage. Mm-hmm. All right. And let me tell you, when we were making sandwiches, by the way, when they give you bread, they give you white bread. And you can ask for a couple slices if you ask for more they'll give you a whole fucking loaf yeah i don't make this bread and it's also free so just take the fucking bread the bread is free the meat is far from free the meat is uh you could you could pay a mortgage with the amount of meat they're slinging yeah so we get like half a pound half a pound half a pound we want to try a little something and so we bring it outside and i try and pinch some of the brisket to make a sandwich and it's so tender that part of the brisket melts as yeah. i'm picking it up my mouth is watering saying that right now because it's so damn good i know we were so excited and honestly austin barbecue has ruined barbecue for me i will not be able to have barbecue in california anywhere mm-hmm. like it truly was so fucking good they do they do it right yeah well when you see them haul out a blackened brisket from a smoker and they slap it on their like barbecue paper or butcher paper whatever it is and it jiggles <laughs> it's got that uh like that bbl kind of shape <laughs> to it there's something in my mind where i'm like mm. yeah I, I start letting out like a little sexual grunt <laughs> looking at that i'm like god damn that looks delicious and then he cuts into it mm-hmm. and i order a half pound that man cuts off a half pound to the dime knows exactly what cut it is throws it on the scale exact you start to develop like a texas accent like i remember when you were paying your i don't even i can't even imitate it it was so funny you just just like you turned into a texan yeah a little bit i immediately got absorbed into that i'm like thank you brother (laughs) (laughs) howdy and goodbye (laughs) but we take that outside we're eating we're having a good time with our friends and then the food coma hits. Oh, yeah. We were all donezo. <laughs> we needed a, like, three, four-hour nap after that. Like, I think we got together at Terry Black's, finished at 5. It's like, let's get together at 9. I need to lay down No, sleep. no, 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 no. Your timeline is way off. We only had an hour to sleep. because no. by the Yes, because really? by the time that we got back to the hotel, it was one hour later. Oh and then God. we went out on Rainy Street. And 
Holy hell. Rainy Street is the street. Mm-hmm. I, 6th Street is fun. 6th Street gets rowdy. But 6th Street feels dangerous. Rainy Street is a fucking party. And when I say party, I'm like house party. Yeah. Like these houses have been converted into like indoor bars, outdoor bars. But some of, some of them have slides. Some of them have like uh, bubble machines. Like they're just so fun. Everybody has music or live music. Right. And so we're beat bopping down Rainy Street, have a few drinky poos. We're feeling pretty good. Honestly, not feeling that great. Still digesting barbecue. <laughs> I yeah. still had the meat sweats. Right. And so we go to, it was like a second story nicer bar that was really fucking loud. Yeah, it was, you could not hear anything and or uh, anyone. Yeah. And they send your drinks through a, um, like a postal tube that goes up and above. And that's, that's how, how they shake it. it. Yeah. That's how you get your cocktail shaken. And not so stirred. No stirring. <laughs> and so they bring us, um, if anybody's ever seen the videos of this, but it's a long rectangular ice cube, and it takes up most of the drink, and you pull it out, and you have like two and a half ounces, three ounces of liquid, and that's yes, what your drink is. That's what our drink was. That was that was a little annoying, but it was also a little like I was trying to avoid having that ice cube melt and touch my lips mm-hmm. because it, it was a little phallic. Um, do you know what phallic means? Penis shaped. <laughs> and so. <laughs> As you're trying to drink from it and you're a little drunk, your mouth kind of opens up and it kisses your lips. It's <laughs> like, hey, get away from me. <laughs> I was trying to have my sweet nectar. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was really good, though. It was a watermelon drink that we had. It's called um, the Mad Hatter. It's delicious. Yeah. But we end up just like due to doing down Rainy Street. And I think we go to a bar that's called Un... Unbarleavable. Unbarleavable. Yeah. Yeah, very circus theme, very fun, and we get the fattest Moscow. Was it a Moscow mule, or what did we get? Yes, it was, it was a like gallon Moscow mule. It's oh meant my for God. four people, and there were three of us. And <laughs> we were chugging. <laughs> well, we had to, it was so much liquid volume. Yeah. Like, I watched him dump a bottle of vodka into it, and then a couple bottles of ginger beer, and then a bunch of ice, and some lime juice, and then mm-hmm. a little extra soda on top. And by the time that we got down to, like, I would say five-sixths of the drink finished. I was like, guys, most of this is melted ice. And we were just hydrating at that point. We were. It was necessary. Yeah. Had to piss a couple times. Like, peed there, and then the moment we left, I had to pee again. Because I had so much liquid volume in me. But it was really good. No, it was. Like, honestly, just the whole vibe of Rainy Street is so much fun. Like, if you are planning a bachelorette party, if you're just going with some girlfriends or even just, like, a fun trip with friends in general, even if you're going with your family, your parents will love this. Mm-hmm. Rainy Street is honestly, it feels safer it's than 6th Street. Part, yeah. yeah, it's the cleaner part of Austin, I would say. The hotel next to it that we stayed at was also very ideal, very convenient. It's the Hotel Van Zant. For those who are wondering, it's directly on Rainy Street. The Valet is already factored into the cost of your expenses there. Mm-hmm. They offer you coffee, sparkling water, beer, champagne the moment that you check in. They offer margaritas from 5 to 6.30 p.m. that we totally missed. But <laughs> Coffee from 10 to 11 a.m. There's a bunch of these things that sound free. They're actually part of the cost of going there and right. staying there. Yeah. But so, so good. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful, just ambiance, great place to stay. Yep. For sure staying there again. Yeah. If we go with your parents, I know they'll love it. Yeah. So that's a must. Um, and I don't know how to describe the inside. It's like a steampunk style hotel, which is like submarine, 
luxury 50s mixed with like rustic barn yeah and something else and there's this beautiful smell of like tobacco and vanilla yeah it was it was just a a really great ambiance to walk into loved it and then sunday rolls around we survived saturday night on rainy street we Mm -hmm. made it through after a couple other bars some dancing it was like it's sleep time yep Sunday rolls around. We have to check out. We have a flight late in the evening. So we have some time to kill. Yeah. What did we do? Oh, we went to Lake Travis. We did go to Lake Travis. And we went to, um, I was looking for a couple swimming holes. Okay. I was very excited. Jacob's Well was on the list, but that was a little too far south. Didn't get to go to Bucky's either. So that's next time we go to Austin. This time we went to Lake Travis. Yep. Specifically past the oasis to a place called Hippie Hollow. Yeah. And online, the reviews of Hippie Hollow, there was a mom talking about how great it was, awesome place to, like, jump off rocks, your kids would love it, bring the whole family. Right. It's a wonderful family experience. Yeah. We get there. It's kind of like a state park you pay to enter. And the lady at the front is like, hey, do you guys have any pets or kids in the car? We're like, no, why? She's like, you know this is a nudist beach? I was like, we do now. (laughs) So um, we got to have our first nudist beach experience together. Yes. And I have definitely, like, we've been to nude beaches in Tahoe before, but have we, we participated? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, we have not. We usually walk by. We usually, you know, keep your eyes straight. Like, you know, don't, don't let them wander. Like, don't be respectful. And just something inside of me was like, you know, I don't know a single person here I want to experience and participate in a nudist beach. And so we, you know, we're walking around, we're trying to find a spot, and immediately we see this guy and his schlong on a scooter. And it It was... was not a schlong, it was a (laughs) pee-pee. And it's it's like an uneven ground, so he's bouncing along (laughs) on a scooter. Just do-do-do. And so we are cracking up, trying not to like, ha-ha. And um, of all of the days that we're in Austin, you know, it's been very warm. Right. We get out to Lake Travis, and it's just a little brisk, a little chilly. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I um, I was not at my best that <laughs> day when it comes to showing for the gentlemen who are listening. Um, it was kind of hilarious. There was a, what I assumed to be gay man, on his little sailboat, pulled up right by the beach at Lake Travis over by Hippie Hollow. And by the way, the lake is so low, we could not jump off rocks. Um, and just to depict the lake, if you guys know Folsom Lake, just picture that because yeah, that's basically Folsom what Lake. it was. <laughs> it's basically Folsom Lake with a lot more penis. And <laughs> so this guy, I assume to be gay, looks like he's made of leather. And the side, like some people will paint the name of their boat. His is on the side and the back. And kind of like the Seattle Seahawks, his was the Seacock. <laughs> and he was laying out on his boat, little tan cheeks, just eyeballing everybody. With his glasses on. I was like, Ugh, I do feel... Like a pervert is staring at me right now. Yeah. But you know what? I'm also a pervert because I'm, you know, I'm looking around. I'm, I'm also just making sure that no one's really looking at me. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, it was, it was weird, but liberating. And I think I got like a sunspot on my face, like being <laughs> there. Like, it was just, I got some color for sure. But it was, it was definitely an experience. There was this guy that kept like walking back and forth, like looking for conversation or like looking to hang out with people. And I was like, just just looking at my balls. Yeah. I'm like, keep walking, (laughs) dude. Like, please. But you know, those, um, you know, that trend where it's like 
if you like put your butthole to the sun. What's uh, that perennial sunny. Yeah. We could have done that. We were laying on our stomachs at one point, and the sun was beaming down on our cheeks. But was it really hitting what we thought it was? I don't I'll think so. I'll be honest. The when I was laying butt cheeks up on this <laughs> rocky beach, a rocky nude beach, it was probably the most vulnerable I've ever felt. <laughs> yes. Like, you were joking about what if somebody were to trip and fall? <laughs> like, that would not be the time to trip and fall. Oh, so. my gosh. It was so funny. But, yeah, we um, – we stayed there for, like, maybe an hour and a half, and then we end up just going to this vantage point to, to look over Lake Travis. And, and that's called the Oasis. Yep. We tried to take a photo, and I was cracking up. I was like, this is going to come out terrible. <laughs> I know. It did. It really did. But, no, it's a it's a cute little spot. I don't. We, you know, got reviews from our friends that said it wasn't, like, the greatest food, so we didn't. We didn't eat there, but great, beautiful views. Um, if you have the chance to go to Hippie Hollow, I would I would say do it. You know, you don't know anyone there. And if that's an experience that you're looking for, go do it. Because I felt liberated, and now I feel like I can sit in the sauna naked. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good for you to just realize a body's a body. We're walking around in meat sacks, and we happen to put cloth on top of these meat sacks. Yep. And um, if you're looking for a great place to hang with the boys, <laughs> Hippie Hollow, <laughs> emphasis on hang. Oh, um, my gosh. Well, let's let's definitely wrap it up. I want to wrap it up with our freaking flight home <laughs> because that alone was the most terrifying experience that I have ever had on a plane. I understand that the plane will probably not take off, that they will cancel it if it is not safe. I also understand that when you're in the plane, it's almost like being in a in a jello right like the the plane's not going to completely fall out of the sky like it's it's going to stay within this like jello type of um encapsulation it the pressure of the air basically creates a nice jello so that when you experience turbulence and that shakiness yeah like the plane is still going you're yeah. not going to nose dive you're not going to flip upside down but you might shake a little bit. You might nose And I, like, get that. I really do. But when you are sitting at the very last row, the very last row of this plane, and I feel like it wasn't really that big of a plane either, but you're in the very last row, and for a solid, like, it felt like an hour of just straight turbulence. And, like, wings are, like, and we're, we're turning. Like, I, I'm looking out the right window and I see city lights and then all of a sudden the wing just goes up and you go from city lights to just seeing like clouds and darkness darkness. and I'm like whoa and I'm literally exclaiming like if you can imagine if any if anyone has seen bridesmaids the part when they're on the plane and the lady is talking to um Kristen uh, I forget her what her last name is but the actress the blonde actress she is like I had a dream and you were in it. That's literally how I was. I was scaring the shit out of the guy in front of us. He was this like black guy <laughs> sitting like a seat away is reacting to you reacting. Yeah. And you guys are feeding off of each other, just creating a ball of anxiety in the back of the plane. Yeah. And it's, I have a negative experience flying from Florida to DFW. And it was this woman's first time flying and probably last time flying. But it was this big black woman. I'm sitting in the middle next to her, and she is praying to Jesus the entire time. It's a turbulent flight. She's like, good Lord Jesus, please make us land properly. Like, oh, I'm so, oh, help. And she's like screaming. And I hate flying in general. I get nervous. I get a little anxious. I don't do it. 
Like, I have to. I fly, but I would much prefer to drive. We've yeah. driven to Vegas. Well, you do it, but yeah. You but I still hate it. it. It's my least favorite experience because I'm trapped. I'm just stuck in a, a zone for hours. So. I know. Yeah, you were in the middle seat, and you were trying to calm me down, and I literally was shaking. Like, I, I and I was exclaiming. Like, I was like, oh. And I'm like you, breathing. You, like were the, you were the black lady on my flight from Florida. <laughs> it, was me, it was not calming me. <laughs> and the gentleman who was in front of you was also not being calm. He would freak out, and he would, like, grab the onto the <laughs> dude in front of him was probably just like what are you doing back there oh my gosh and then like finally when we're getting like off that plane ride he's looking at me and i'm looking at him and i'm just cracking up he honestly made the flight better though because watching him freak out was making me feel better that i was freaking out but overall i understand that turbulence happens but every damn flight that we've taken this year has had turbulence and i I can't stand it. It's so bad. Well, the worst part, because flying from Austin to DFW is 45 minutes. It was a little turbulence. It wasn't bad. It was an easy flight. Uh, we get to DFW. So the Austin Bergstrom Airport has so many food options and drink options and yeah. shit to do. Yeah. You fly into DFW, they have a Chili's. Yeah, it really was Ooh. quite the opposite experience. But... Overall, overall, I want to hear what your rating is of Austin. Just like a quick little one-sentence summary of what your experience was. Are you moving there? I think I think that's people would like to know. That's a good question. So for me, Austin is a great place to visit, but I cannot live there. There's too many people. It is too humid. There is too much food. I would get too fat. If... I were a single gentleman who did not have a black dog who does not do well in the heat and is able to get into the water and swim there. That would be a different story. I would purely go there for comedy and jujitsu. Yep. But that is not going to pay my bills, and that is not going to take me on the trajectory I want to go. And for that reason, Austin is a great place to vacation and visit. I will for sure be back. 8.6. 8.6. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you? So, overall, I feel like my experience was, it exceeded my expectations, to be completely honest. I didn't know what we were going into. Overall, there was just such amazing food. Literally, anywhere you go, you will get good food, no doubt. I thought the people were very friendly for the most part. There is a lot to do in terms of, like, the going out scene at night, like, downtown. That's most of it. That That is that is most of it. You know, we, we are from a place where when we say there's an outdoor community, we mean that there's mountain biking, there's snowboarding, skiing, hiking. Like, there's extreme sports here. That is an outdoor community to me. When Austin people say there's an outdoor community, it's like, yeah, there's riding your bike through downtown, there's kayaking and water that you can't really get into. That is not the outdoors. You can like go running in Zilker. Yeah, like yeah. it is. It is definitely a lively community, mm -hmm. and everyone's out and about. But would I say that it's a very active outdoors community? Absolutely not. So for that reason, and also because of the humidity, it's too fucking hot. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to <laughs> do that. I really like. I'm not going to be able to do that. We also, yeah, Maverick is a huge part of our lives. I don't want to move Maverick to a place where he's going to be miserable mm -hmm. and where it takes an hour to get to a lake. Like, I mean, it's just not a life for, for a dog there. But overall, I would give it a, for a place to visit and vacation, I'm going to give it a 9.3. Yeah. For yeah. a place to visit, 9.3. For a place to live, and no, we're not moving there. For a place to live, 
I'm going to give it about a six. Just a flat six. I think it depends on what you're into. If you love the night scene, that place is a 10. Yeah. Next to Vegas, it's a 10 right. for night scene. If you are somebody who is, you know, somebody who might go out once a week, maybe once every other week, but you stay at home, probably a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really just depends. But overall, I think that we had a beautiful time there. It honestly was such a great experience. We're planning to go back. We want to bring a group of friends there. I think everyone should experience Austin. If you're if you're into really good food and going out and drinking, go to Austin. Visit. It really is such a fun place. So on that, I think we can wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeehaw! Yeehaw!